everyone, I hope you are doing well. On today's episode of the podcast, I sit down with John and we discuss an epidemic in our country, which is parents and youth sports and referees and who's sensitive, who's winning, who's losing, and where the hell we go with this entire thing of getting our kids involved with sports and how to handle it all. We are here for you. This is what we do. I hope you enjoy the episode and get something from it, even if it's just a simple laugh at how stupid we are. I'll take it. Let's go ahead and roll the tape. Welcome to the Check the Tapes podcast, an entertainment podcast brought to you by Jeff Roppel. Join our vibe at Go Check the Tapes and GoCheckTheTapes.com. Enjoy. aspect um although with older siblings and friends and seeing kids go through it i'm not i'm not stupid it's not like i i have to it's one of those things you don't have to experience it to know what goes on but i'm just getting into the youth sport uh you know t-ball soccer basketball and i can already see the things i've heard for years right with these parents and, and, and refs and the things I'm starting to experience, and it's very easy, I will say. It's been very easy for me over the years to look at siblings, yourself. You've got much older kids than yeah. me. You've talked, and, and with my own opinions going, Jesus Christ, no fucking way do I ever do that. Well, here I am, and stuff's getting already getting – I want to jump out of my skin at times. I want to help. I want to call a timeout in the gym, at the field, whatever, and just help everybody. I, I can help everybody there if you let me. Parents, referees, kids playing, coaches, let me help you. You're doing it wrong. <laughs> yeah, youth sports, the entire environment around it is awful. It's bad for parents. It's bad for kids, their mental health. It costs a hell of a lot of money, and it's a complete waste of time, yet you cannot escape its clutches. <laughs> it's beyond belief. That I cannot get out of this, you know, I feel like in Willy Wonka when when they're in that room that gets progressively smaller and they can't find the door. Uh, that's how I feel with, with uh, youth sports. And uh, I've been at it for probably eight, nine years. And, I, you know, I'm on the, the back 40, but still a long way to go. Yeah, I got three kids that are in it. And, you know, it's one thing, you know, you're – your, your kids are just starting out, but then you'll get into like club sports where there, there are tryouts and parents will completely freak out about tryouts. That's the they season, will. right? That tryouts is everything. It's everything. Well, what it is is social status. They don't actually care about the productivity of their child or how well they do. Let me, let me go into this a little bit. Yeah. Well, hold on though. So, I'll, I'll add one more thing to what you said about how well they do care or what they get out of it, which to me is the number one thing. Is my child happy and enjoying it for the right reasons, or am I just throwing them in there because I think they need to be in there and it's social status and, and everybody thinks we're happy if they make the team. You know what I mean? Oh, it's, most of the parents are in it for themselves, not their kids. It's terrible. I mean... Boy, this, so, this, mean, is, this is starting off as good. a real uplifting podcast but you know keep, oh yeah keep going. your kid is not that good why are you putting this him or her through that you know but anyway so you go to tryouts and you know most of these clubs are like the gold team the silver team and the bronze team and it can be a b and c or red white and blue i mean there's all sorts of different names for this stuff basically especially in soccer it's 
you know, great, good, average. You know, they're going to split up the teams. And it's, the tryouts are all about which team, which team your kid is going to place on. Because let me tell you something right now. There are no cuts. That's the dirty little secret about these little clubs. <laughs> they will always find a place for your kid. Why? Because then they will charge you. Yeah. Oh, by the way, it doesn't matter if you're on gold, silver, or bronze. It's all the same price. So they're going to find a spot for your child. So rest easy, everyone out there. Your kid's going to make the team. Why? Because they found a sucker, and they and they know you will pay. So let me no ask you this. It, it sounds like you're a sucker. You're no, you know this from experience. I, I, I feel like I've made inroads, and I've, I've sort of been able to manipulate back a little bit. Uh, but, yeah, you are the guinea pig, um, and, and you are giving up control. And, uh, Not me, you. Uh, we'll see what happens. But anyway, so they get the tryouts, and then you know, little Susie makes the silver team. <laughs> And everyone's happy, and Grandma and Grandpa posted on their Facebook that Susie made the gold, the silver team, blah, blah, blah. I'm telling you, not two days later, when the schedule comes out, especially the practice schedule, everyone starts praying for the end of the season to come as quickly as possible. <laughs> so they go through tryouts. You pay $1,500. The, tr- the training schedule comes out. I'm talking about soccer. You can also yeah. do basketball. Oh my God! Did you see the schedule? We we, we got to be at practice until November the fifteenth, and it's only August first. I'm like, well, this is what you paid for. Do you not like this product? Yeah, and and not only that, the the six weeks. Oh my God! We got to go to Dayton on Labor Day. Can you believe that? <laughs> not only that, the six to eight weeks leading up to that during dry, during tryouts. <clears throat> I think I'm dying. They're meeting up and they're little, you know, down at the mailbox or at the club or what else, going fucking gangbusters about which team they're going to make and who's in oh, what yeah. group and everything else. So it's this, it's this, um, you know, hyper focus on where their yeah. kids going to end up. And then as soon as it, they get that information and it's set in stone, it's, Oh God, fucking end this thing like that. Yeah. So who, what are we in it for then? You, you, I don't know. they're in it. They're in it to like, they think they're protecting kids. I don't know. So that's club. Don't know anything about yep. it. Don't want to yet. My kids aren't old enough. What about just regular high school sports? I mean, most people in this country, their kids attend just normal high schools, not private, just normal high schools. Why isn't that just enough? Just I know. Just go just go to high school. If you're good, they're gonna play you. If you're not, you're out. Now I get there's some politics sometimes at places, but in my experience of in my entire life, talent has always trumped politics <laughs> to a degree. There's nothing. There's not. And, and we grew up in a small town where the high school sports uh, were, were, you know, the number one entertainment option. And yeah, compared to club sports now, it's even better. Uh, but yeah, there's club sports now that that uh, will command that your kid not play high school sports because of their, you know, the commitment to the club. So I mean, it, it's a. I think it's a. So now. I mean, I, you know, you know me well enough. I've, I've got some problems with that. So now I'm fast forward 50 year old man and I'm being told to what my kid could do. I, I'm going to have, I'm going to have a problem with that. You, you're going to offend me. You offend me a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, well, hold on. I, why, why do I got to, now you're telling me my kid shouldn't play soccer because you think he's going to excel in basketball. Fuck you. How about that? Maybe he likes soccer. Maybe, he li- maybe he has a good time there. If you don't think he's good enough to play soccer, then come play basketball, and guess what? I, I don't know. Don't fucking play him, because guess what? He's not making the NBA. That's so right. go to hell. 
That's my attitude. Well, you, yeah, well, you, you've touched on the, the the issue that a lot of parents have, which is the belief that the club sports scene is going to lead to a scholarship and Division One, Two, II, or Three. Of course, that's a whole other conversation. And let's just keep this in mind: the, the concept of supply and demand. Okay, and for for all the parents out there that are obsessing about their kids playing club sports, and well, they need to be on this team because it, it, you know she wants to play college soccer at the D one level. Okay, well, they're not creating any more Division one soccer teams. It's the same number that there were in existence twenty five years ago. It's the same amount. There's still Penn State, Ohio State, Minnesota, Wisconsin, Illinois. They're not creating more colleges with college soccer teams. <laughs> what has expanded are the pool of players. Yeah. by multiple, probably a thousand of potential players on those teams. Guess what? The more people play, and as long as that number at the top stays the same, the number of teams that are available for your kid to play on, your chances are going down every year. Yeah. Uh, so can, does that make sense? Am yeah. I making sense? Well, am I coming in clear? <laughs> <laughs> Do you understand the words coming out of my mouth? Well, here, Okay. I'll, I'll shift gears a little bit of that. You know, let's adversary here. There's yeah. also the road you got to take when you got to be in a tough position. How how do I know, man, he's amongst his age group. He's at this age level. He's kind of dominating out there. They're, they're feeding me this information. Yeah, I'm going to get him in club. And then he's like the star on the team. Wh- when do you let it stop? Or is it more just, no, that's fine to do as long as those, those people have it in perspective. Hey, this, isn't going to probably end up professional. Maybe it does lead to a scholarship, though. Um, yeah. You know, there's there's nothing wrong with catching and encouraging your kids to compete at the highest level and, yeah. and give them that life experience to, holy shit, man, you you know, you live in Minnesota and you traveled to uh, Texas to play this other ball club and you, you beat them and you won this tournament. And, I mean, Jesus Christ, you, I mean, you can't ever write that again. The rest, you're, pretty soon, you're just going to be a couple of fat guys like us looking for something to do with their time. Okay, so right. that's incredible, but it's a man. There's so much gray area and a fine line. And I think what we're both saying the same thing. Our biggest problem is the extremists with it, and the people yeah. who, who one are just put way too much weight on it. Right? Like, yeah, that, it's not that important. Two. Those kids really aren't that good or anything, and like you said, they're just trying to oh. get it. They're just trying to get to the social status because most kids stink. I, I I know a lot of kids. I know about three or four. I look at between the ages of sixteen and five, and go, "There's about three that are pretty pretty good." <laughs> All the other yeah. kids I know, you guys aren't athletic. Next time I see you, if you want to ask me, I'll tell you you're one of the ones that aren't athletic. You got no shot. Just start playing ping pong and darts and drink. Okay. You and I, yeah, you and I have the right kind of uh, perspective on this. And here's you're talking about traveling for tournaments. And you're going to get this you know, oh, sooner. I, I don't. Well, I can't. I don't know. Well, we qualified for the national championship down in Orlando. Oh, by the way, it's connected to Disney World. Oh my God, what are the odds that, <laughs> that a national that the national championship right next to an amusement park? Hmm. What if there's a business relationship between those two entities? But that's aside. If you walk into a gym that is supposedly the national championship, and let's just say you're a freshman boy, you're 14 years old. This is the national championship of what? Or it doesn't matter. It's the AAU national championship. Oh, AAU. Here we go. Okay. Yeah. Let's just say you're 13 years old. Let me tell you something. If you're 13 and you walk into a gym and everyone is 5'6 or less, let me tell you something. Or 5'8. 
you are not at the national championship. I promise you that. <laughs> so don't be fooled. It does not matter what the signs say. You are not at the national championship. Do you see Mike Krzyzewski watching your game? Do you see Jawan Howard watching your game? No. So where do you think they are? They're at the real national championship, which your kid is not at. So yeah. if you walk into the gym, 7th, 8th, ninth, 10th grade, and you don't see uh, Sean Miller or Chris Mack or Rick Pitino, guess what? Yeah. You are not at the national championship. So stop saying that. <laughs> I mean, what, what do these people think? Uh, oh when, when the starting point guard of the other team you're playing can't go left at 14, <laughs> you're not at the national championship. If, when a kid puts a step player, back from step back three from forty feet on you, you're there. Okay. If you if your best player is five nine at sixteen years old, you're not good. <laughs> now he might be a hell of a player, and I'm sure he will light up frat league in two years at Miami of Ohio, and he sure. will be dominant. I have no doubt. But you're not the national championship, and your team's not very good. So one of my other favorite things. Um, now, we experienced this through our entire high school career is the turbulent relationship between parents and referees when they start oh. to get out of control, okay? Turbulent. I, 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 that's putting it lightly, right? Slightly turbulent, okay? Yeah. Um, I, so, again, I'm experiencing this for the first time here. Um, my son is just about to be five. I'm at a soccer game on Saturday, and... I'm not a coach. I like to stand on the side. I just, I'm in, I'm in it for the enjoyment. Maybe there's a coaching thing down my line when this kid actually understands what the fuck's going on out there. But for now, he's just chasing butterflies and lollipops and wants some ice cream. Yeah. Okay. And I love it. That's fine. Well, I'm down at the end, but I, I still want to see some action. Like, let's go play. I'm standing there and there's a, I, I see a member of our team hit it with a handball. Okay. Like not a handball, like incidental. He like grabbed, picked up the ball to stop it from a goal. Right. Played goalie. There's no goalies at this age. You just kick it in the goal. So the ref, like, kind of stops. And I don't know. I look down at my the baby and hanging out for a second. I, I don't know how much time passed. Maybe 90 seconds. That's a long fucking time, though. 90 yeah, seconds. I look up, and he's still standing there. And uh, there's six five-year-olds standing around him because they do three-on-three. Three, so it's like, I'm like, what the fuck's going on? So the coach starts kind of walking down towards that end. And I look at him. He looks at me, and I just kind of give him a shrug. I'm like, I don't know. So he's like, hey, what's going on here? And he's like, um... Yeah, I'm I'm just uncomfortable with handballs, so I'm I'm looking up Get out the role. And no. both me and by the way, this is the opposing coach. Like it fucking matters anyway. He doesn't know me because yeah. I'm not a dad from his team. We both are each other. We're like, well, we'll just just set the ball down and tell one of them to kick it. <laughs> Let's just get there. They're five. This kid's like twelve, and I feel bad. I'm never gonna. But again, some parents, what's going wow. on? You know, like I'm like, you know, this kid is clearly nervous. Maybe he's. He's obviously a little socially introvert. Yeah. You know, I, I, I reassure him, like, hey, buddy, you're doing a great job. Got it. But you know what? Let Just put the ball down and, and you know, let him kick it. Trying to just encourage him. I can tell he's a little bit socially awkward and he, yeah. he's doing this thing. So, sets the ball down, comes over. He says, yellow ball or whatever the hell it is. Uh, who wants to kick it? Okay. He asked these kids, who wants to kick it? Okay. <laughs> They're playing three on three. So there's six kids. Well, all six raise their fucking hands, of course. All six kids want to kick it, Johnny the ref. I mean, what are you talking about here? As they do it, he turns to the three kids in yellow and has them playing paper, scissors, rocks. Oh, my Who God. Who gets to fucking kick it? So now 
the game's only 45 minutes long. Like, the whole process of getting there and everything is 45 minutes. Your kid gets to play for a little bit. We got this referee. Three or four minutes have passed, and he's got kids playing paper, scissors, rocks as the ball's just sitting there, and these kids – I mean, the kids lobbed it. They're in, they're down. They're looking they're, – oh they're nailing out paper, scissors, rocks here. The parents are starting paper, to scream out. Paper, scissors, rocks, or rock, paper. Do you have the sequence? We came from the rock. same place. I can't tell you how many times I get in this argument. Paper, scissors, paper, rock. Scissors, rock. Yeah, see? Say it. It'll flow. Go on. Say it again. I've heard rock, paper, scissors. And from, I'm assholes. Like, and that sounds, from assholes. From assholes. That, yeah. That's from people west of the Mississippi and south of the Mason-Dixon. That's who I says rock, paper, scissors. That's where I picked it up maybe in um, Kentucky. Yeah. It was rock. You picked that up in rock, southern, paper, southern they Kentucky. Rock, they paper, scissors, rock. Yeah. So anyway. Anyway, the story, that, that's insane. And what is it? Someone needs to like, well, you know, you need to take that kid aside or someone doesn't. Well, let, let's animal. just, let, let's Ow. move on from it. He's a very fragile individual. I, I could tell that. I can. I, I, I can pick up on the slightest human suffering. <laughs> you, you picking up anything right now? <laughs> well, but the referee thing. Let's let's dive into the referee thing. That's what I wanted to get yeah, out of well, this. You're 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 learning a lesson early that you're going to need, and that is you can't talk to soccer refs. They are the <laughs> most sensitive people. I don't even I don't know on the face of the earth. There's a hierarchy of officiating uh, that you that. Um, as far as sensitivity is concerned, we'll start with football officials. You can say anything you want. I mean, you're in a gigantic stadium, loud. There's cheerleaders. Yeah, if, it's uh, out. You uh, can say anything you NFL's want. An NFL's official is likely to get a, a bottle thrown at him and, and give it like a forearm protection and then just go on with the play and call it. Like, he's, most, he's fine. <laughs> oh, they're the most focused people. Yeah. Ed, ho- Ed Hockley. You think he's scared of yeah. a parent yelling at him? He'll fucking snap him. Boo. I mean, at high school games, the booing of high school refs at football games is loud. <laughs> boo, boo. Yeah. They, they can't hear. They don't care. They don't care. They're fine. They're they know great. they're making bad calls every Friday night. They <laughs> could give a fuck less. They don't care. They're throwing flags. Who cares? <laughs> they, number two on the list of the most, I think, the toughest officials in sports. Number two are basketball refs at the high school level who are in packed gyms. They're screaming. You know, it's hot. It's sweaty. I mean, the coach is just dropping F bombs well, left and right. They, they they throw a T out every once in a while. You well, know, the difference there them. too, though, that high school or college ref or whatever football. I, I mean, fuck if he cares about these. But basketball, they, they're get, they're like in three feet from you. Those people in the front row and stuff. I mean, they're they can oh, yeah. they can spit on you. They can say something about your mom, your wife. I mean, you're gonna hear them exact. Yeah. So tougher job, but yeah, you're right. Thick skin group. It is a thick. And thick by the skin, way, correct. everything you've said so far, it's we're. I know we've referenced high school. It's strange though how they're like that at every level, from yeah. <laughs> from the little league all the way to fucking the NFL or NBA. The officials are tough at those two. Go on. Number two, no, at the bottom, number three. There's four levels. There's football, baseball. Number th- or excuse me, football, basketball. Number three um, is uh, baseball. Uh, so umpires. Yeah. And. You know, they don't really, you know, they, the ball strikes drives people crazy, and there's some bad ones out there for sure. Even at the major league level, some of the balls and strikes are terrible, and they're going to chuck managers and players out, and that's fine. That's acceptable. For the most part, though, they don't care what the fans do. Well, and it's rare that a manager gets 
thrown out of a game. Yeah, but baseball you know? baseball managers, if I could uh, dissect this further, and I knew we were going to get into this on this podcast, I would yeah. maybe say umpires could be potentially the toughest. I don't know. Okay. Because umpires, I think, might even troll some people and don't give a fuck, and that's part of the game to get in the face and then toss a guy okay. out and everything. A baseball ump could give, I mean, what do they care? They actually, at times, will encourage it. For instance, they get some shit. It's not like, fo- all right, so in football, who you said is the toughest or whatever. I will say baseball is the only sport that I think those umps, referees, whatever you want to call them because we're overall referees here, but umps will literally uh, antagonize a player because yeah. they were getting after them. So if a pitcher's getting on them, right. they'll, they'll give a couple and be like, all right, th- like they're part of the game in that way. They are. So they don't they give are. a fuck either. And so if they're out there literally willing to battle and fight with the actual players on the field, then they could give a fuck less about surely some idiot in the, in the front row yelling, but go on. And we forgot about, I forgot about one group, which are hockey officials. They, they don't, they're on a whole different level, just like the players. Yeah, don't even, don't even put them in the same sports as sensitivity. Cause there is no sensitivity in the NHL. Like, yeah. But like umpires are sort of part of the game. It's part of the, right. You know, it's just a given that refs, that umpires can throw out managers. You Before know, we get to where we're going, you yourself, as a behind-the-plate umpire for many years and threw parents out, threw coaches out, threw players out, you were kind of a fucking prick. You like to do the same thing. You you like to hold the control and would, yes. would enjoy having a parent or something, and then you'd be like, oh, if I even if this, if this guy even touches home plate a second, within that glove snapping because of this, these people yelling at me, he's, he's out. I mean, boom, done. I love the, I love the spotlight. love the attention. That exactly. Uh, Little prima donnas, maybe the, the, uh, the, yeah. the major league baseball umpires yeah, or any, every level. Which is, you know, frankly, illustrious back in the day. Um, and if, you know, I was a teenager and trying to show off and whatever. I think you tried uh, to throw me out of a game, but go ahead. I don't think I did that, but you probably deserved it. Well, whatever. that's what I mean. You, you wanted to and said, uh, "That's probably." Is shit. there anything better than base? Is there anything better than uh, you know little league or youth baseball in Youngstown, Ohio? I don't think so. No. Just the entire the entire nope. thing is just nope. So fun. But bottom of the list, the most sensitive, rabbit-eared. I don't even know what you want to call these folks. Soccer referees. You can't say a word in it at, at the high school level. At the club level, you go to a sideline at a soccer game, it's dead quiet. You know why? Everyone's in fear of getting thrown out. Everyone. Well, parents, parents, sisters, little brothers kicking the ball. <laughs> These refs, say a word to them. They'll turn around and engage you right in the middle of the game. Sir, sir, I need you to calm down, sir. Like, I mean, there was a blown call in a game uh, that I had uh, that I was watching my daughter. And, it, you know, it, I thought it was off the other team. They called the other way. I go, come on, come on, dude. Are you serious? I said it literally that level, and uh, I got and I got a sir. That's enough out of you, sir. No more, no more. And he shook, he wagged his finger at me. He gave me the big Oh, I would not handle that. Yeah, appropriately. So I, you know, I knew I was out of line. I complied though. I, that's how brainwashed I am at soccer. Oh, but I should have said that. My bad. <laughs> My know, bad. I, oh. I, I, I don't think I apologize, but I knew I was wrong, Jeff. Hold on. There's a and, lot of other factors that come into this. How how old was this human? This man. Uh, oh, good. Well, the sideline ref who blew the call was probably in college, and then the main guy was—I don't even remember. Uh, you know, he was—he was an adult. Whatever. Okay. He's a fifty-year-old man. 
Probably, yeah. Okay. Yep. Because I have a I have a whole different level if it's a, 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 you know some twenty seven year old kid giving me the you know new the age gives me the wag the finger and sir that's enough you know it's funny you say that yeah. I went to it's one always, of, it's very polite but very adversarial sir he calls me sir I like that but then it's like <laughs> you know you can't, you can't I can't point out that he just blew a hand a handball or you know that you know the, the throw in's wrong I mean come on I mean you're getting a hundred dollars a game or whatever it is you can't talk to these guys. Yeah, and then after the game, they run off the field. You can't talk. I mean, I don't even know where they go. You're in this wide open field, and I think they go. They leave under police escort. They run to the concession I mean, stand behind the concession stand. I was at, I, I was at one of my uh, I was at my nephew's youth soccer game. Uh, this is I think it was a club game, eighth grade, going into high school, whatever. It's the only game I was able to make it up for. I shit you not. First yep. of all, I'm sitting there by my sister, and. Just like any other mom, they are the worst when it comes to screaming and, and getting out there, right? Like you sit there quietly, but the mom, I mean, I, I same thing okay. in my family. I never Yeah, never heard my dad in a million years. Ever. I could ne- I didn't even know where he was at in the stadium. If you would like fall and like limping, you could hear my mom, suck it up. Suck it up. <laughs> you know, like yelling that stuff and yelling at refs and yelling at you know, whatever. So I, I'm there with my sister who's now taken on that next generation, that thing. Not, not Nothing crazy or anything, but just moms are different. Their, their protection is different. They see their kid get bumped a good one, and they become a whole different person where a dad has been out there getting bumped and everything else. So they understand it. So, you know, you get the, oh, that's dirty. That's dirty. I'm like, Jesus Christ. Tell my sister, you're going to get me in a fight in the stands because I got all the fans on one side, you know. And it's a heated game. I mean, however heated you could get it, uh, uh, you know, 1030 in the morning on a Saturday when it's freezing ass cold. But this fucking ref stopped the game and threw a parent out when. Oh, yeah. And by the way, we were all in the stands. So what do the stands go to at a high school stadium these days? Maybe the 30 yard line to 30 yard line. They don't extend much past that. We couldn't even see the guy. He was down, like, standing on the fence, like you know, like the high school track, and then there's the fence, and then there's yeah, the – Yeah, right. Right? So, this referee stu- – and he was young – stopped the game to throw this guy out because he was yelling about him about call- – like, just – why do you even hear this guy? Imagine that yeah. as a – fast forward to a Friday night, a, a, the same level of football game. I know. A, a, ref- a football referee isn't oh. even considering what this asshole dad – who's so into this game that his whole fucking Saturday is ruined if they lose, could give a fuck about him. What, what do you care? It's crazy. Yeah, I mean, and how many people are in a high school soccer game compared to a high school football game? You know, you know there might be, you know, 3,000 people at the football game and 300 at the soccer game, but yet, you know, in their act, the, the football game is a bunch of lunatics. You know, they kill it. You're blind. You know, I mean, the, the referees don't even acknowledge the, the fans. I mean, it's just yeah. You, know, you got, some, uh, but soccer reps are they, they have rabbit ears. Their antennas up. They're so sensitive. So it's in like, that in that circumstance, I gave you, a, and this is our whole society. Who's the bigger fucking idiot? The guy yelling over there, or the soccer ref throwing him out? Probably the yeah, guy well, yelling. I'll say that. I mean, some of the parents are just you know. I mean, I, and I, I'm not a saint myself. I get upset. I think I'm a competitive person, but I mean, no one's being dirty for the most part. No, what I'm saying is it's very obvious to see parents that are just unglued at a situation that really in the grand scheme of things is not that big a deal. Yeah. I mean, 
the people that care the least about high school sports are the actual athletes. You know, yeah. the, the parents care the most, the refs care second most, maybe the, the, the coaches care the third. I mean, the kids are like, I, this is totally insane. I mean, they're Here's totally a, exhausted, by the way. Let me, let me give I mean, all parents some advice to your about your 17-year-old kid competing on the pitch on uh, Friday night under the lights, Thursday night under the lights that you're so involved in. When he comes over the sidelines, they're talking about what girls are in the stands and right. where they're going to go get all fucked up so they can try to <laughs> hang out with those girls and that hopefully everybody thinks they're cool. Okay, so that's, it. that's about it. And is practice canceled tomorrow? What time <laughs> please, please, can there be a fucking tornado that rips apart half our school? So not only is there not school, but there's not practice. So I don't have to do these goddamn runs and push-ups, okay? That's what 85% of the kids are thinking. You're, that is fact, as kids now <laughs> say these days. So true. What do you mean and, nowadays? You know, of- I thought that I'm speaking from experience. That's all I thought about. Oh, these kids don't care. I mean, they go to school. They, they're, they're, they have their they're, they're, uh, short-term memory is like 10 seconds. I mean, they just don't care. So, yeah. The kids good- don't change. We thought the same way in 1990. In 1998 and 2010, the kids don't change. Just like the Taliban. <laughs> They're kids. They, they, you can't change the their- mind of a 17-year-old. It's the same. You, The people and the stands are the only motherfuckers that change. They yeah. get all wrapped up in it. And we're, we're being very negative on sports, and there's a lot of positives, and hopefully we can get to those. I'll say one more thing, and, and for all the young parents out there, not young parents, but parents who have young kids who are starting sports, you have one red flag for you for club sports or really any team, if they say we're a family, run the fucking hills. <laughs> what they really mean to say is we're a cult and you can't leave. And, you know, so if, if they say family, if they walk around with t-shirts, that says family, this family, that, let me tell you, there's, there's the you brotherhood. Your if it, if you're, if you're nine years old and they're putting t-shirts on you and say the brotherhood, you gotta, you're, you're fucked. Yeah. Uh, Wisconsin Lakers at the team at AAU basketball. We're family. No, it's five thousand dollars to play, um, and everyone's there. And everyone on the sidelines is hoping your kid gets hurt so their kid can play more. That, that's what it is. Now, wrong. tell me what about? Tell me what's family about that? Yeah, that's how it is. Club level. Every, oh, I'm so sorry about you know Jason spraining his ankle. No, actually, what they mean is they're ecstatic that Jason broke. They're hoping it's broken. So he's out for the year and someone else can play. And your kid, unbelievable. But yeah, I'll tell you what, we've had a great, um, you know, we've been around coaches all of our life and we've been coaches and you're going to be a great coach, uh, you know, I think. Um, but, you know, the positive of sports really can't be replicated in very few areas. First of all, the camaraderie and the networking that you build with your teammates, which is huge. And then the lessons that you learn from great coaches, and there's plenty of them out there, and we know some of them, that instill, you know, character, perseverance, tenacity, um, hard work, all those lessons that that, uh, carry through all of life. Man, if you find a great team to play on and and you you got a great coach, you found gold because really it's harder. Like I said, it's harder to find that outside of Few and far between. Well, well, yeah, and it's fewer and far between, unfortunately, that you find that. Um, and, and all the experiences that I hear about with large network of family and friends and everything else when it comes to it. But yeah, you're right. I mean, you know what? I think, um, growing up, 
with all the experiences that we had where we were from and, and what happened, um, you, you think that's normal for everywhere. And it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's certainly the minority when it comes to that, you know, it's just, yeah. it, it seems so simple to me though, with this, these things, it's, I hate all, I hate hearing about all the stuff, the bad stuff that like the stuff that we were just talking about there, yeah. the negative connotation that, that comes with it. And well, I think what, what, what I think what needs to happen is there needs to be more of investments. The parents need to coach more and stay involved because you get some of these coaches that are, they're in it for the wrong reasons. It's, it's either a second job or, um, you know, they, you know, the well, people you, that have time to do this during the day, in addition to a, to another job is, is, you know, that's a very finite small group of people. So, you know, some a lot of these people are a little off, but they've found their niche with youth coaching, new sports. And there's some bad dudes out there and bad, you know, uh, female coaches as well. Of course, we've seen, you know, gymnastics and Penn state. I mean, you can see where it really, really goes wrong. So it's important for parents to stay engaged. And, and when you can volunteer and coach, you absolutely should, should do it. Uh, you know, keeping in mind that, you know, you, you got to, you know, instill in these kids uh, the lessons that you would instill in your own kid at home. Other uh, And lose your mind over uh, how good your kid is or, or how good your team is because your team, there's always a better team out there. I promise you that. Other than this entire conversation just taking a direct 90 degree left turn to darkness with um rape and pillage of young athletes at penn state and every in the u.s gymnastics circle of the country um (laughs) other than that fact that you just casually brushed over what hold on a second now gymnastics (laughs) is a teenager type situation let me just so the penn state one i'll strike that uh but you know you know, gymnastics, there's a lot of people with kids in gymnastics that are, uh, you know, yeah, I just, didn't, I just didn't get any of the correlation or anything. Well, you think harder next time. <laughs> yeah, uh, it was probably too. Extreme. Get on my I'll level. A- think a little, think a little deeper. Get on my level. Uh, well, I don't know. We were talking about coaches and, and the good ones and the bad ones. And we went to the worst ones ever. We went from talking about <laughs> being a, being <laughs> a running back to being OJ Simpson. <laughs> We went to people that are burning in hell. Yeah. I just wanted to set the boundary, you the did. outside boundary. Well, it's pretty. It's a pretty wide boundary now. You can be pretty good, you know, <laughs> average back. coach, or you could be uh, whatever that asshole is. Jerry Sinton. I've, I've forgotten his name. I couldn't come up with it. Oh, my goodness. So, well, I will you- say, I will say, though, of all these things, it, it, I, I, and I stand by this with all the other stuff in our society with with kids and schools and everything i don't think kids change kids change the kids and kids change with the times i'm not saying that like different things are available to them so they're it's different nowhere near the amount that our societies change from a family and parental unit and change Mm -hmm. meaning a 17 year old kid in 1992 thinks the fucking same way as a 17-year-old kid in 2021 that thinks the same way as a 17-year-old kid in 1958. The only thing that's fucking changing are the parents. Yeah. They're exposed to different stuff, but so is every generation as they keep evolving, as this the world keeps becoming right. a crazier place. It's the parents 
that are the biggest problem when there's issues with the youth. And everybody just wants to throw it back at all of these kids. All oh, they're fucking crazy these days. For 100 years, there's been parents saying the kids are crazy these days. The kids aren't fucking crazy, people. It's the parents. Talk to your kid. Get See what they're doing on their phone. Yeah. Quit this bullshit where it's just so much easier for you when they're seven years old to just throw them in a room with an iPad or a video game and not give a fuck yep. and not do these sports and not get them involved. This is a little bit adversary again because we just ripped youth sports away, but we're both on the same page, and you alluded to it earlier. We're, they're important, and yeah. I, I'll have my kids. and it's a, You know what? Fuck sports. Groups. Um, interest. Yeah. Right. Go in the marching band, go in the drama class, go in yeah. this, and then be involved with your kid and know what they're doing. Every single kid, now, again, there I go again with actual throwing out things that aren't accurate. Most kids, I'll say this, you're in your personal life, you're in your kid's life, anybody out there that's listening to this, take any situation of something that you go, oh my God, I can't believe a kid would do that, or what the fuck's wrong with them? Or a situation where, eh, maybe it wasn't so, like, bad with a kid, but, like, that it kept going because nobody nipped it in the bud, either a coach or a parent or whatever. And look at that child and see their entire family unit that I think is one of the biggest issues in the country. Yeah. See if they've got a mom and a dad and a family or a mom and a mom and a family or a dad and a dad because I, I don't really give a shit. If you're loving a child and it's in a family, it's a family. I don't care about if it's two dads or two moms or fucking... If you used to be a mom and now you're a fucking dad, I don't care about any of that, but a family unit and see what percentage of that issue comes from, oh yeah, well, doesn't know his dad, never sees his dad. Uh, they're living with the guardian, whatever the fuck that means, uh, uh, you know, and, and yeah. again, it's never the kid's fault to that degree, to that point. They've been given, they've been put in a situation because of bad parents or an unfortunate situation. Right parent the fucking kids and we won't have these problems in the youth sports and everything else. Well, and you know, that's the value of sports talk about disadvantaged kids because of broken homes or whatever, you know, sports is like, you know, oftentimes as, as everyone knows is the one way out saves their lives. So they are, yeah. Hugely important. Um, and you know, as far as, you know, this gets back to the club sports, which does skew towards higher end socioeconomic, uh, households that can afford this stuff. And again, uh, for, for parents who go to these events and think, oh, we're in the national championship, the, all the best players are here. No, uh, for the most part, this is the all-star game of, ki of kids whose parents can afford to you know, travel to Orlando and pay these fees. I mean, there's a whole other um, sector of society. I promise, you, I promise you there's a 6'2", 14-year-old living within six miles of where you where your house is that doesn't even know these championships that are going on that could back you in and pour in about 35 and 20 on you. <laughs> you know, and you know, and you know who knows where those people are, are these college basketball coaches because, you know, th they recruit all over the world, as, as we see now, especially in basketball. I mean, these people, you know, these players are coming from all over the place. So. Blue Chips, what a great movie. Where did Nolte yeah. find that guy? Like Nigeria or something? Shaq, Anthony Hardaway, Matt Nover. Who else was in that movie? Nick Nolte was the coach. Yeah, yeah but where did Nolte find – where did they find Shaq? Some other country. Wasn't it? I can't remember. Yeah, it was such a great flick, though. Oh, uh, it, um, it, was, it was transcendent, right? I mean, it was 
it was putting it on blast of what we were, what the whole game was becoming and what we were seeing. But oh, yeah. it, it brought it to your living rooms, and it was a it was a Hollywood movie of making fun of it. But it was fucking real and what was happening and what these coaches were willing to do. And Freddie, well, finally, you talked about a great name, um, Anthony. You're talking of Aunt Penny. Yeah, Anthony. Fantastic was, name. Little Penny, remember those commercials? But <laughs> so, I mean, one thing you talk about is kids not changing, and, and what parents do now, they also put these kids on a pedestal about, oh, you know, Joey Smith, the quarterback, he's a great leader. You know, he's a great kid. He's going to be a huge success. And I'm like, this, this kid is 18 years old. I promise, like you said, he doesn't give two fucks about if he throws five TDs or five picks. It's after the game, hanging with his buddies, getting with his girlfriend, having a great time, and he doesn't give a rat's ass if they won or lost. So stop putting these kids on a pedestal about what, you know, and, and you know, unfortunately, if you're starting to compare your kid to him or, you know, uh, you know, just dial well, down I, the pressure. You're, you're saying, I understand what you're saying. Well you, well, you just ended it by saying dial down the pressure. But I will, I will disagree with you in saying that because you know damn well how important it is to those kids at the same time. I mean, for the most part, I'm trying to. No, nah, I don't think any of them care. Yeah, I, I mean, come on. Those kids that walk off a field every Friday night just devastated that they threw that pick because it means something to their teams. But again, hold on. That's, we can't keep contradicting, our, contradicting ourselves, mainly you, not me. But. <laughs> Of saying things like it's great for everybody because it gets you all these, you know, involved in a team yeah. and learning hard lessons and keeps you away from just having nothing to do on a Friday night and go do drugs and sit in a basement and all those things. So it, it brings all these wonderful things. Well, it does bring competitiveness and not everybody always wins. And it's okay to want want to die trying to go beat that robbery. And now I will say most of the incentives are still aligned with a 17-year-old brain that says, if I throw this touchdown pass, I'm going to go get laid. I'm going to this party. I'm taking her to prom. I can cut this class. Okay, that's fine. But make no mistake, it's still very important to kids everywhere, especially the kids that are starting to excel very much. The problem is, I think the kids, more so than the parents, understand that it's not that big a deal, and that's the difference. Meaning, they can grasp kind of, man, this isn't this is an end all be all yeah. life situation. It's the parents that are putting that pressure on them. They want to win. Yeah. They want to compete. They want to throw the touchdown pass. They want to score the bucket. All those things. It's the parents that keep putting the fucking pressure on them that this is the end all be all. It's like Varsity Blues, another transcendent movie that that opens up. I don't want your life. I don't want. Your life. <laughs> I probably reference that, not only the movie, that line five to six times a year. Uh, James Van, I think was his name. Throw it, Johnny. When they're doing the, <laughs> when they're doing the football toss. Well, you did can, we decide? Yeah. Have, we, have, huh? we conclude, have we concluded sports are good or bad? I don't, I don't even know where we're at right now. I don't I know, but I, I will say that on that note, we're going to fucking end with the whipped cream bikini. <laughs> Uh, All right. Well, good luck in your journey with Connor Rops, a.k.a. Skippy, as he starts his career, as people call it. And uh, 
you know, who knows where it goes, where it leads. I'm sure he's going to have uh, a hell of a lot of great. Are you still stuck in this world? I've got two children. Just because she's a girl, she can't compete in sports. Is it? Is it? I mean, you you just referenced my son that his youth sports. I mean, mean, now you're going to be canceled. You've just been canceled by our entire society. This podcast is fucking done because John doesn't think girls can play sports. (laughs) I only have three of them. They play every goddamn day, and I've got the bills. And I was just going to say, how much does that cost you to travel around to Orlando for AAU? Anyway, I think we um, did a great job solving the problem. And the problem in the country is for youth sports parents to chill the fuck out and for soccer referees to grow a set of fucking balls or tits or whatever you got, do something, grow a pair. You're going to get yelled at sometimes. Grow Grow what? Grow something. Grow something. Anything. Yeah. Anything. Yeah. All right, I the don't rest care of the time is yours. We hope you enjoyed the episode and thanks for listening. Join our vibe at Go Check the Tapes and GoCheckTheTapes.com. Mm-hmm.